Welcome back, everyone, to the NFL show and the Loro Antonio Sports Talk podcast. I'm your host, Loro Antonio. Austin Ravage back with me to talk about the NFL show. Is back with me for the NFL show. So before we preview the NFC West offseason outlooks, um, let's talk. Let's start from the beginning from last week. So Antonio Brown traded to the Raiders. Odell Beckham Jr. traded to the, to the Browns. And then Le'Veon Bell signed with the team in my division and plays for the new for the Patriot plays for the Patriots division rival the New York Jets. And the team I also will start covering is the LA Chargers. They got Thomas Davis, they got Tyrod Taylor, and they have a couple more moves left in them. So let's start with the Antonio Brown situ- trade to the Raiders. So you think Antonio Brown is gonna make this Raider team a playoff team this year? Well, I wouldn't go as far as saying that they're gonna make them a playoff team because they still got a lot to they still got a lot to work out there and, and They've got some struggles already that they need to deal with. But an absolutely fantastic pickup for Gruden and the Raiders. Uh, their offense needs to be improved greatly, and this was the biggest addition they could have possibly hoped for this offseason. The Raiders are also having quite quite the offseason as they have gone out and gotten Vontez Perfect pretty recently, Trent Brown, LaMarcus Joyner, and Tyrell Williams. I think that'll be a good boost to their defensive and offensive side of the ball, which is what they desperately need right now. But I'm not going to go as far as saying that this is going to be a hot playoff team next year. No, because my bold prediction is AFC West. Like, since I kind of – I'm also a follower of the, of the Los Angeles Chargers as well as the Los Angeles Rams out of the L.A. football teams. I follow both teams very closely. And my bold prediction is I expect the Los Angeles Chargers to win the AFC West <laughs> this year. And I still think Kansas City is going to be in the playoffs regardless. I see Kansas City as the five seed and that the Chargers take over the division. Yeah, I think that I think that the Chiefs are going to stay up there, up at the top for me. That's that's my opinion. But um, the the chart that 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 division is pretty tough right now for the for the Raiders to compete in that division right now. I'd be surprised. Uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers are just too good in that division for for them to compete for that top spot, in my opinion. So I think the Chargers are going to be the five seed in the AFC, and I and I see this Charger team evolving and taking their next step, taking it to the next level after losing to my Patriots in the divisional round. I think I think their next step is I think they're going to win this division, and I think they're going to get a first-round bye in the playoffs. Well, look, I'd, I'd love to see them have a lot of success, especially as Phillip Rivers' career begins to come to an end. Um, he's getting laid into his career, and, and the, the Chargers, much like the Saints, with Drew Brees getting towards the end of his career, they're, they're in a win-now mode, and, and they've shown that this offseason, and I think that they're going to be coming out desperate and hot next season as well. I think that they'll be back in the playoffs once again. I think Phillip Rivers is going to retire the same t- this, around the same time that Tom Brady retires. Phillip Rivers is only 37 years old, and I still think he has a lot of football <laughs> left in him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, see, I see it being uh, around Drew Brees probably retires about a year before, then I see Phillip Rivers and then Tom Brady. Yeah, Philip Rivers. I I've always been a Philip Rivers fan, so that's why I followed. That's why I'm an, I'm now an LA Chargers follower. It just is just because I am a Philip Rivers follower, and I I really like the way he plays the game. He's consistent. He's competitive. He throws the ball very well, and he makes his teammates better. Yeah, it, it's going to be sad when those guys decide to call it call it a career because um, we we all grew up watching them, and and they've been my generation of football for sure, and. Um, It'll be a sad day, but for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy the rest of the time we've got, and I think that the Chargers will be doing the same as they make a playoff push once again next year. And in the future, I am confident that the Chargers will find their successor to Philip Rivers because I know 
that Anthony Lynn will make that quarterback an elite quarterback because I think Anthony Lynn is the right head coach for the Chargers because I really like the way he coaches this team. Yeah, he, he's a lot of a, he reminds me a lot of a player coach, and, and, and he's just I, I think he's a perfect fit in, in San Diego, and he's got and I, I see him having a pretty successful career in the NFL for a long time. You said you said L, you said you meant L A, not San Diego. I'm sorry, yes, L A. <laughs> yeah, so that's why now in football I have three teams that I follow: the Patriots, the Rams, and then the uh, Chargers. Yeah, and they're all and they're all looking like they're going to have some pretty successful seasons next year. So I think you'll be pretty happy with that. Um, you'll have a lot to cut. We'll definitely have a lot to cover in the upcoming season as these guys continue on with uh, with uh, what I expect to be a pretty successful next season. And speaking of the Chargers, who I expect them to resign back, along with because you know it starts off it starts with Philip Rivers. I expect them to keep a uh, Corey Legion, their star defensive tackle, for at least a couple more seasons. And then I also expect the Chargers to bring back Antonio Gates on a two-year deal so that it will kind of help ease the workload off of Hunter Henry, who just came off a ACL injury. Because I've always liked Antonio Gates as well. Yeah, and he's still – I I think he's still got a little bit of production in him too, even though we're pretty late here in his career, and I think he'll be looking at retirement pretty soon. But, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see the Chargers bring him back, and I think the fans would too. He's definitely a fan favorite, and uh, I want to see him retire as a Charger, and I want to see him continue to produce in the NFL up until that's, his retirement. That's why, I've always been an, that's, why, that's why I've always been a huge Antonio Gates fan. Yeah, he's always put in the hard work and the effort, and even in his old age, he's still out there producing. He still is. And then – other favorites I have on the Chargers besides Rivers and Gates, I'm a huge Melvin Gordon fan, and I'm also a huge Keenan Allen fan. Yeah, I think those are two guys that they're going to want to keep in the long term for sure. Uh, Keenan Allen's a fantastic receiver, and he's emerging as one of the best in the NFL. And Melvin Gordon also emerging as one of the better running backs in the NFL as well. So they're, they're two exciting players that I expect the Chargers to look to keep around for a very long time. I expect the Chargers and Rams to be the top destinations in free agency because, you know, L.A. is a big market. I think the Chargers are going to find a home in L.A. very easy <laughs> because I thought they did in San Diego. But with the stadium issues and all that, I do think that the Chargers are going to be making a lot of memories in Los Angeles and that they will be in L.A. for quite a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm extremely excited for that new stadium to come in. I think that's also going to help with uh, recruiting some big-time free agents over there. That that, that stadium is going to be absolutely beautiful. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think that Los Angeles, like in many, like it has been for as long as I can remember, just a big time landing spot and pretty much all professional sports for free agents. And I think that that will continue in the Los Angeles Rams and Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, for that market, for sure. And then uh, other favorites I have for the L.A. Chargers is I'm a huge Joey Bosa fan. You know, I love Melvin Ingram and I and my favorite set defensive back in the NFL who I think is going to be a favorite player of mine on the Chargers for quite a long time who I think is going to be the defensive player of the year I think he will get first place votes with Aaron Donald is Derwin James yeah he's he is a young stud for that team and, and I think he'll be the anchor for a long time for that defense um he had a he had a fantastic rookie season just fell short of defensive rookie of the year uh out of Florida State so I expect him to have another big season. I don't. Ex- I don't expect to see him hit a sophomore slump or anything like that. Um, he, he he was just a fantastic player for that defense, and I think he will be for a long time. Yeah, and offseason moves that the Chargers got so far was I think 
They let Tyrell Williams go, which was kind of stupid, but I knew that they had uh, Mike Williams, who I think is going to break out this year. I think uh, I also think Joe, I, I also think uh, I also think uh, adding Thomas Davis to that defense gives them a veteran presence, and also Tyrod Taylor is just going to be a good backup quarterback to Philip Rivers. Yeah, I think that was a pretty underrated move for the Chargers. I think that Tyrod Taylor will be a pretty solid backup for them if if uh, Philip Rivers did end up get, taking a bad sack or getting injured and as he as he gets up there in age. So I like that Tyrod Taylor move a lot, um, just for the same reason why I like Blake Bortles on, on his way to the Rams as well. Yeah, you know, I'll talk about the Rams in just a minute. And also, uh, and also, um, you also like the Thomas <coughs> Davis signing and also the Chargers also keeping Brandon Meebane. Yeah, I think the Thomas Davis signing was actually fantastic for them. And I think that he'll, he'll be a good fit in that linebacker court for the Chargers. And, um, he was a great player for the Panthers, so I, I see him continuing to be a great player for the Chargers, especially with he, the he, veteran wisdom that he could bring to that team. Yeah, he can be a good mentor to Denzel Perriman. So expect because you know Gus Bradley runs a three a four three defense. Expect Thomas Davis and Denzel Perriman to kind of rotate some snaps. Yeah, he's the perfect fit for that three four defense that they want to run out there in L.A. So I expect him to have a pretty successful career going forward with the Chargers. You mean uh, Perriman or uh, Davis? Davis. Yeah, so now now that being said, I, I think Denzel Perriman is going to be that a captain of that young defense of the Chargers along with uh along with uh along with uh Derwin James and also for the Chargers they kept Adrian Phillips and then also and also Brandon Meebane was also a good pick keep for them as well. So what's next for the Chargers is I expect them to bring back Antonio Gates and also Corey Legion. Yeah, and I, and what I what I've noticed about their offseason moves so far as well is I, I like that they that they're keeping that young talent in check and 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 they're bringing in some veteran presence as well to to mentor those young guys because they have such a good young core in that defense and I think that by bringing in the veteran presence it'll definitely up the skill level and potential for these younger guys. Yeah, absolutely. You're definitely spot on right on that one for sure. So now with that being said, let's talk let's shift over to the Rams now and really <laughs> Let's talk about their signing of of the day, of the week, last week. So they got Eric Weddle for – they got Blake Bortles to back up Jared Goff. And I think they made a splash here in getting Clay Matthews to L.A. And I thought he would be a Packer for life. But I can't wait to see Clay Matthews in L.A. and play for one of my teams. At least it's the Rams. Yeah, I was shocked to see them being able to go out and get Clay Matthews. I thought that the Packers were going to have him be there for a lifetime and end up retiring as a Packer. But I think he is a great fit and an already pretty solid veteran uh, Rams defense. Uh, I like Eric Weddle heading over there too. They got And Clay Matthews and Eric Weddle, they got some of the top veteran veteran talent on that free agent market that was available. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how their defense can work together next year. And they're, they're going to be – all these scary additions from these veterans onto that defense, they're, they're going to make them a, a scary good team in the NFC once again next year. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Clay Matthews is going to start next to uh, Corey Littleton on the middle, and then Ibuka and Fowler will start on the outside. <laughs> Clay Matthews is more of a middle linebacker. Yeah, and I was also surprised to see them keep Fowler. I, I think that he, he, he worked pretty well after the trade for him last season. I think he was a pretty good fit on that defense, and – 
Um, he was a little inconsistent towards the end, but I think that he'll bounce back and, and keep it going next season. I, th- I think he's a great player for them, to, for them, and I think it was a great, great choice by the Rams to keep him. And then also, um, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about Blake Bortles going to the uh, Rams as a backup quarterback. I think I think obviously Jared Goff is their guy long term, but Blake Bortles is going to be kind of there as just a backup, just in case if something happens to Goff. Yeah, I think Blake Bortles is ready to embrace the role as a backup quarterback, and I think that's what he's going to be for quite some time now, unless anything drastic happens. Um, I was a little shocked to see the Dolphins not try too hard to get him, um, especially after they traded Tannehill. But, but I think he, I think Blake Bortles is ready to embrace this backup role, and I think he knows his place now. Um, I think he got, I think he got the money he wanted to be a backup quarterback, and I think he's ready to be that guy if they need him. If if Goff ever did happen to go down, yeah, Goff is pretty healthy, and I expect Jared Goff to have a big season in 2019. Right, I think that's the good thing for uh, for Rams fans is the fact that Goff has been pretty healthy his entire career, and I I don't think that they're gonna ever have to turn to Blake Bortles. But if they do, he's a guy who's got a lot of uh, experience starting in the league, so he might not be too bad of an option to fall back on if if it happened to come to that. Yeah, absolutely. So now. Uh... Now that being said, uh, let's talk about the Patriots' offseason move and talk about so far their biggest splash was trading for Michael Bennett. And that losing Trey Flowers was kind of stupid, though. Yeah, they, they did lose a couple big-time guys on that defense and, and Trey Flowers and Eric Rose and Malcolm Brown. Um, I think that that defense might take a little bit of a hit next year, but I think that they'll still be all right, especially after adding Michael Bennett to that defensive line. Um, I think he's a fantastic addition for the Pats. Uh, they, they, they're also released Adrian Claiborne, which I was a little surprised about, but he has gotten up there in age as well. But um, I think the defense will take a little bit of a hit next season, but I don't think it'll be too bad, especially with them adding Michael Bennett. Yeah, I think the Patriots' defense is still going to be very good. Yeah, I, I think that their secondary will probably stay around the same. Uh, I don't think that Eric Rowe is too big of a loss. But they did lose a lot of these guys on defense, and and I feel like that's gotta that's gotta mean something. And I think that we might see that at some point next season. Yeah, I still expect the Patriots to be back in the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, I expect that. I expect them to be back in the playoffs. Um, I'm not ready to say Super Bowl again, but I, I but I, I do I do see them being another good team in the AFC next year and back in the playoffs. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So now that be, now that being said here, um, now that now that being said here, tell me your reaction now on the Odell Beckham deal to the Browns and also Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. Well, the OBJ trade to the Browns was just a, clearly a fantastic trade for the Browns. It got their fans back into it. it. It got the NFL noticing the Browns. They're back on the map. They look like a good team. They've got a good quarterback. They've got a good receiving core, and they've got a good defense, a good running game after getting Kareem Hunt. So I'm really excited about this Browns team next year, and I'm really excited about the flashy duo of OBJ and Jarvis Landry reuniting back in Cleveland. Um, I, I think that the as far as the Giants go in that trade, though, uh, Dave Gettleman, the GM of the Giants, he claims it was a football decision. But uh, this trade truly shocked me. He's, he's a, OBJ is a generational player that they just awarded a massive five-year, $95 million contract to just to trade him away for, for a mid-first rounder, a third rounder, and, and Jabril Peppers. Um, he, Jabril Peppers, he's a young, good player, but, but 
I mean, they they had Landon Collins too, and they just got rid of him. They didn't put forth much of an effort for Landon Collins, who's a 24 year old three time Pro Bowler, and he's had a fantastic career so far. So I was a little shocked with the Giants' offseason moves as far as the OBJ trade goes, but I'm very excited about the Browns next season. Yeah, be excited for Cleveland. But really, I kind of think the Steelers. I do kind of. I kind of expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to bounce back this year, and I expect them to win the AF, the NFC North this year. Well, I think that the NFC North is a little too tough for them. No, AFC North. Sorry, my bad, everybody. I, 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 I'm a. Li- I think that the AFC North is just a little bit too tough for them this year. Um, I think that the Ravens are an emerging team along with the Browns. I don't see the Steelers winning. Uh, I don't see the Steelers winning this year. I think it's going to be between the Browns and the Ravens. I think that the Browns have finally got that solid core in and now it's all up to coaching. Cause this team, they finally got the roster that they want. They got the quarterback that they want. Now it's all up to coaching. Cause with Hugh Jackson, he didn't have, he wasn't a great coach, but he also didn't have a great roster either. And now they got that fantastic roster in Cleveland. So I expect them to make some big time noise next year and compete with the Ravens for that top spot rather than the Steelers. The reason why I say the Steelers is because look who they have. Juju, James Conner, that offense is still pretty good. I, I think that what's going to hurt the Steelers the most next season is is their defense. I think that their defense is, is it's decent, but I don't think it competes with the other guys in that, in that division. And I think that the Browns' offense can explode at any time. They could be the most explosive offense next season in that division, which could really give the Steelers and the Ravens a scare next season. And as for the Bengals, I don't see them competing whatsoever with those guys yeah absolutely so now so now that being said let's talk about lb to the jets i think that <laughs> i think the jets will not be a playoff team because of that i think Le'Veon bell is just there for the money and help develop sam Darnold. yeah Le'Veon bell he, he he went out and did what's best for him he got that money and i think that this move definitely makes the jets the second best team in that division but i think that the pa- patriots are still going to own that division for a little bit more time here as far as uh, Tom Brady's career, as long as Tom Brady's career continues to go on. Um, I would have liked to see Le'Veon Bell pair back up in Oakland with Antonio Brown. I think that would have been fun to see. But Bell went out. He got that money. He's filling a huge hole in that Jets offense. And so I think that this move alone makes the Jets the second best team in the AFC East. Yeah, they are going to be the second best team in the AFC East, that's for sure. And I think Buffalo will be third and then Miami We'll be last, and we'll talk about the Dolphins in just a minute here. So now let's talk about our offseason preview, continue that with the NFC West. So let's start with the Rams. So really, I think they're off to a pretty good start this offseason. And also, when it comes to draft choices at pick 31, I have them drafting Brian Burns from Florida State. Yeah, the Rams have had an, an absolutely fantastic uh, an absolutely fantastic offseason so far. And I, I, I think that this is actually the second year in a row that they're making so much noise in free agency, which has really surprised me. They've managed their cat space really well. Um, at some point, they're going to have to pay those younger guys and give those give those guys some big contracts. But as for now, they're doing what they should be doing in free agency, and that's they're loud, they're moving around, they're, they're making their stamp, and they're showing that L.A. is a, is a popular do- destination for a lot of free agents, whether they're young guys or veterans. And that's what makes the Rams a scary team going forward. Yeah, you're right about that. And also, um, also, also um, I think I think the Rams are going to extend Jared Goff. Yeah, I, I think that it's gonna that at some point they're going to have to start thinking about extending Jared Goff, who is definitely going to be their franchise quarterback going forward, and for and for good reason. 
Absolutely. My breakout players for the Rams in 2019 will be on offense, Joseph Nolpum, and on defense, John Franklin Myers. Yeah, I've got – I think Clay Matthews is going to be my guy to watch on defense as a breakout player. I I want to see him continue to succeed as he gets up there in old age. I want to see how he uh, mentors those younger guys on that Rams defense. So I'm excited about him. And then I've got Brandon Cooks as my breakout player to continue his consistent career so far. He's, he's been very consistent in his career, and I think he'll cons- continue that consistency on to next year for the Rams. And also Eric Weddle, I think, is going to be a good veteran presence to that secondary. But it was dumb for the for the Rams to let go of LaMarcus Joyner, but I think the direction they wanted to go in, I think adding Eric Weddle to that backfield gives them a voice. Yeah, and I think that they were looking for that veteran presence as well because if you look at their moves in the last couple offseasons – They've gone out and they seem to just love these old veteran guys who have had pretty successful careers. For example, Akib Tlaib, and and now they're going out and getting Eric Weddle and Clay Matthews. I, I love those moves personally. I think that by bringing in these veteran guys, you're going to get a lot of mentoring as their careers wind to an end, and the young guys on the Rams defense can continue to get mentored by them and hopefully sprout into some pretty fantastic defensive players going forward. Yeah, absolutely. So now let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. I have them drafting Byron Murphy at 21. And really, I think the Seattle Seahawks are still going to make the playoffs this year. Um, I think that the Seahawks are going to be pretty – I think that they'll be around 9-7 and seven next year. I think they'll be the – I think they'll be a pretty average team. Uh, I don't see them making the playoffs, but they'll definitely be contending with the 49ers as the second place in that NFC West. So uh, I'm, I, I've been a li- – was a little disappointed in them losing Errol Thomas, but I think that the best move that the Seahawks have made so far this offseason is re-signing their linebacker, Michael Kendricks. Yeah, Michael Kendricks. I think Michael Kendricks is a good move right there. And then my breakout stars on the Seahawks this year is uh, Rashawn Pe- Penny, the running back, and on defense, Shaquem Griffin, the one-armed man. I'm pretty excited about Tyler Lockett on the offense. He, he showed that he was an explosive wide receiver last year, and he's got some killer speed. So I'm excited to w- see what he can do on that um, on, on that offensive side of the ball. Um, as far as the defense goes, I I like to keep looking at that Shaquem Griffin guy. I love his story, and I hope that he can continue to – I hope he can stay in the NFL for a long time, and I hope that he can – bounce back from his rookie season, which wasn't great. And I think he's got some potential to be a good player for that defense. So I'm going to stick with him for now. And then let's talk about the 49ers. Really good move for them. They got D Ford from the Chiefs, and then they just signed him to an extension. That's going to help with that defense. And you know who I obviously want the 49ers to get at number two, because obviously we're, we're going to talk about Kyler Murray for sure going number one to the Cardinals. I have Nick Bosa going to the 49ers at number yeah, two. Yeah, I think that Nick Bosa is definitely going to be the guy. I think that the top two picks in the draft for me are pretty much locked up. Uh, I think the Cardinals are definitely going to go Kyler Murray, which is going to leave Nick Bosa to the 49ers, which is a perfect fit for that defense. And um, as far as the 49ers offseason is going, I think that they've got the most underrated signing in this division when they went out and got Tevin Coleman. I think he's going to be a great back for them. And and in the times that Devontae Freeman was injured for the Falcons, Tevin Coleman came up and as a starting running back was fantastic for the Falcons. So I think that as the new guy in, in, in San Francisco, I think he's going to be a fantastic running back for the 49ers going forward. Yeah, and also Tevin Coleman to compliment Matt Breida. And also 
Garoppolo has George Kittle to throw to. I think the Niners could use the receiver help in the draft. Yeah, I think that the draft is where they're going to go with receivers after they pick up Nick Bosa. Um, their running back, their their running backs are pretty much set. They've got a fantastic backfield, one of the most underrated in the NFL, and Jarek McKinnon, Matt Breida, and Tevin Coleman. So pretty excited about them, and hopefully they can get some guys to add along Richard Sherman and DeForest Buckner and those guys on the defense. So right now I think they're going to look for some wide receivers to pair with Marquise Goodwin. My breakout stars in the 49ers this year on offense, it's going to be Garoppolo, Breida, and uh, and Kittle. And on defense, I'm going with uh, DeForest Buckner. Yeah, I fully agree with you on the defensive side of the ball. I think DeForest Buckner is going to be the guy. And I'm excited to see on the offensive side of the ball – Tevin Coleman come in and see how he can work into this offense and also see how Jimmy Garoppolo bounces back from his injury. Absolutely. So now uh, let's talk about uh, Kyler. Let's talk about the Cardinals now. Obviously, with the first pick in the 2019 draft, I have them drafting Kyler Murray, and I think Josh Rosen's going to get traded. But to who? Who do you think is going to trade for Josh Rosen? Well, the only team that I can think of that would be desperate enough to trade for Josh Rosen right now would be the Dolphins. So that that's the only team that I see really – that it makes sense for to take a chance on Josh Rosen because he, he is a gamble if you're going to trade for him. And, and for the Dolphins, I don't see – there's really not much they can lose in that. They might as well just go out and try to give Josh Rosen a chance because the quarterback market is very weak. And, and after they missed out on Teddy Bridgewater, um, they're in some trouble in that quarterback position. And they, they ran out and got Ryan Fitzpatrick, which was the best they could do. He was the best quarterback left, in my opinion. So I think go out, try to trade for Josh Rosen, and see what he can do in Miami. Yeah, I think Josh Rosen's gonna. I think Josh Rosen's gonna get traded to the Dolphins for a. Uh, I think the Cardinals will receive a third round pick in return. I'd be pretty surprised if they ended up receiving a third round pick, but I think that that will be what they're asking for. And if the Dolphins really, really are are all in on this gamble of Josh Rosen, then yeah, third or fourth round pick could be could be what gets him over to Miami. Yeah, I think I think uh, I I think I think Josh Rosen will end up being a Dolphin. Yeah, I, I think that I think that they're gonna take a take a look here in training camp after they draft Kyler Murray and think, look, I think it's time for us to part ways with Josh Rosen. He clearly didn't work out uh, our rookie season, and by drafting Kyler Murray, they're saying, look, he's not the franchise guy we thought he was. We gave him a short leash. He had one season to prove it, and uh, it was a it was a pretty poor season. So I think that they're ready to move on from him and go all in on Kyler Murray, and and that would be the guy that they should gamble on. I think. So you think the Cardinals are going to move on from Josh Rosen at some point this offseason? Yeah, I think it's. I think it'll be later, later into the offseason. I think it'll be a little bit after, um, after they trade Kyler Murray. But who knows? Maybe they trade. Maybe they draft Kyler Murray and they trade. And at the on draft night, they just trade Josh Rosen away for some pick. But yeah, I think that it's going to be sooner than later uh, for Josh Rosen to split up from the Cardinals. And also, speaking of quarterbacks, we'll get back to the Cardinals in just a minute. Dwayne Haskins has his pro day. So, there's a lot of people thinking that the Giants shouldn't draft Dwayne Haskins. But if they don't, um, do you see Dwayne Haskins being somewhere else? Like, have, for example, going to Miami, dropping that, dropping the 13 to Miami so that so that the Giants can take for Tua Tagovailoa. Well, I think that the Dolphins, if they're not going to trade for Josh Rosen, then they're going to be – all in on trying to trade up for Dwayne Haskins and for good reason. And it looks like the management, the way that the way that Dave Gettleman and the Giants have have treated this offseason and, and talked to the media, like 
it seems that they're really not going to draft Dwayne Haskins. It It's seeming like they're still all in on Eli Manning, which I don't understand at all. I think that they need to go out and they need to draft Dwayne Haskins and at least have that backup plan, especially because Eli Manning's career is slowly coming to an end and you don't know what you're going to get next draft either. So go out, get Dwayne Haskins. I think that'd be the good move for the Giants, but I'm not too confident in them drafting J- Dwayne Haskins just because of the way that that the Giants management has talked to the media and has treated this offseason. Save the Giants are not confident in getting Dwayne Haskins. I see him going to Miami, and I think Josh Rosen will end up with the uh, – I think Josh Rosen should end up with the Broncos to kind of learn from Joe Flacco. Yeah, I don't think the Broncos are really in the market to looking to trade for anyone right now, especially with uh, Joe Flacco heading over there. And I think, that they're, I think that they really believe in him, so I don't think that they'll be looking to trade for Josh Rosen. I think that if Josh Rosen is going to leave the Cardinals, it's going to be a trade to the Dolphins because I don't see anyone really, anyone else really wanting to gamble on Josh Rosen and bringing him onto the team. So I think that the Dolphins are the only team that makes sense for me right now. Or what if the Redskins get Dwayne Haskins? That that now that that would be interesting because that's that's going to be a battle of who wants to trade up uh, between the, him between them and the Dolphins because he would be a great fit on both those teams and. Um, I think that it's something that the Redskins definitely have to consider, especially with Alex Smith. He doesn't his timetable to return. It doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. So Redskins could look could look to trade up and try to jump the Dolphins if the Giants end up passing on Dwayne Haskins. I think that the Redskins and the Dolphins will definitely be the two teams to watch to try to jump up into the late top ten and try to try to draft Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, you must be right about that. I do think I do think Dwayne Haskins is going to get drafted somewhere, but because I I'm seeing his pro day right now, that the Redskins management is at his pro day right. Now. Yeah, there, and there's a lot of guys that are. I'm excited to see him throw today. I I know it's happening as we speak, and I'm I'm excited to see some video from that because a lot of people believe that he is the best quarterback in this in this class, and he's got the strong arm to prove it. So, um, I think that these guys are that that it that. Whoever doesn't be getting Dwayne Haskins, it's probably going to be them trading up to get him. And I'm looking at the only three teams I'm looking at right now to get Dwayne Haskins, either the Giants, who it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like they're going to pick him. Uh, and then I'm looking at the Dolphins and the Redskins. And I'm saying that the Giants are going to tank for Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, at, at this point, I think that tanking is just – in the NFL, you, it, I, I'm not a big fan of tanking in the NFL. I think that it's tough to do, especially with the team with, with the big teams that you have and everyone everyone trying to get their piece in the NFL. But, um, yeah, I mean, Tua is a guy – I don't think he's I don't think he's that guy, that generational player that, that you think, oh, I got I to gotta tank for. I got to get this guy. I got to do everything it takes to get this guy. I think he'll be a good quarterback, but I don't know if he's – a guy that teams are already looking to tank for due to his size. And um, I think he does try to do a little too much in the backfield, which coaching could help with that. But um, I don't, I don't see any teams tanking for him right now. Um, I'm excited to see how he performs next season and for Alabama, but right now he's a great quarterback, but I don't see anyone tanking for him. Or what if the giants decided to tank for Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I think that if the giants don't, draft Haskins I think that they're going to be all in on looking for a high draft pick next season to get Trevor Lawrence because I think that that would be the next the next guy that makes sense for them and and they're in it for the long run they're they're in the rebuilding period and they showed that by trading OBJ um they're they're ready and they're prepared for this long stint of losing which seems to be coming up here pretty soon
Yeah, you, you long off season. Yeah, they're 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 in for the long haul of of rebuilding, and I think they're gonna they're ready to go. I think they're I think they're looking already to next year's draft as well because this season's gonna be pretty disappointing to them and the Giants fans. So, um, yeah, definitely definitely thinking. I de- I'm sure they're definitely thinking about Trevor Lawrence next year if they're not thinking about Dwayne Haskins this year. Yeah, absolutely. So now that being said, um, let's talk about. Uh... So we talked about Kyler Murray being the clear favorite to be number one in the 2019 draft. That's going to be for sure. Dwayne Haskins, it's going to be kind of a wild card if the Giants get him. But from what Dave Gettleman said, it doesn't look like the Giants are interested in him. I think I think the Redskins should jump the gun. Yeah, I think that the, the Redskins and Dolphins will definitely be competing and just looking at all their options, trying to trade up because it really, really doesn't look good. Uh, it doesn't, really doesn't look like the Giants are going to be looking to draft Dwayne Haskins, which is a surprise to me and I think a disappointment. Yeah, and also I think the Broncos will end up with Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke would be kind of a guy that can learn under Flacco. Yeah, he'd be a pretty solid guy. And, and, I'll, and I'll be watching their pick because I wonder if they're going to try to bring in a young guy to back up Joe Flacco or if they'll just decide, hey, we've got our guy for a couple of years. Let's just hold off on drafting a quarterback and, and try to work on some more uh, – try to work on getting a wide receiver maybe or – upping that offense so i'll definitely be looking at that number 10 pick with the broncos i have the broncos with the number 10 pick using it on devin white because i think big fan is going to go defense first yeah i've got devin white going a little bit earlier um to the raiders but yeah i i think that if he's available for the broncos he'd be a def he'd be a fantastic boost to that defense and someone that would be a must draft at that spot yeah, because the reason why i say that is because i think denver would like to use a linebacker to complement chubb and miller yeah, and I'm really excited about Chubb. And as we talked about on later on earlier podcasts a while back, uh, Nick Chubb's my guy for breakout player on that defense. And I'm excited to see who they can pair with him. And I'm excited to see him continue to emerge as a pretty good young player. Yeah, let's go back to the Cardinals. I think uh, I think the card the Cardinals. I think last week met with uh, what should we call this? Uh, they met with Kyler Murray's representative. They met with Kyler Murray, both Steve Kine, Mike Bidwell, and also Coach Kingsbury at the University of Oklahoma campus on Tuesday. And also, I do think that I do think that the Cardinals are going to part with Rosen, and I think Kyler Murray will be their guy. Yeah, that, heard. yeah, absolutely. The, the the Cardinals traveling out to Oklahoma to meet with Kyler Murray pretty much locks it up for me as Kyler Murray being the number one pick. And um, they've had a pretty good offseason so far as well, uh, boosting their defense with a couple of uh, veteran guys in Terrell Suggs and Robert Alford. So I'm, I'm excited to see how they work on that defense. I still don't think they're going to be a very good team next year, and I don't think they'll be competing in that division. I think they'll still be somewhere around the bottom. So as of right now, they're doing what they can, and hopefully Cliff Kingsbury can bring, can turn this team around and and hopefully he's the coach that they want going forward. Yeah, I think Kingsbury's the guy going forward for the uh, for the uh, Cardinals. And also, Terrell Suggs is a good pickup for them. All Robert Alford's a good pickup for them. But my breakout players for the – so obviously I have Kyler Murray going number one to the Cardinals and that Josh Rosen will get traded somewhere. And I predict Josh Rosen will end up being traded to the Miami Dolphins. And my breakout players on the Cardinals this year on offense, I'm going with uh, Christian Kirk. Always like that kid's speed and good hands. And on defense, I'm going with Buda Baker. 
I'm excited about DJ Swearinger on that defense. He, he's he's one of my favorite players to watch on the defense. And as far as as far as the offense goes, I'm excited about David Johnson. He's the only guy that really is exciting to me on that offense. So for me, he's the breakout player on the, on on their offense. The the reason why I went with Christian Kirk is because I think whenever Larry Fitzgerald hangs it up, he could be that next best receiver on the Cardinals. Yeah, and he's definitely their second option right now. Um, and with with Larry getting older, we could see him becoming a first option, if not this season. So, yeah, I agree with you there. I think Christian Kirk will definitely be a big time receiver for them. And and if they do end up getting Kyler Murray, he'll be he'll be one of his number one targets. I think I think Larry Fitzgerald will be a key piece to helping Kyler Murray develop. I think Kyler Murray will throw Fitzgerald those deep balls for touchdown passes. Right, and I'm excited to see how Larry Fitzgerald can perform. I mean, he's still got a little production in him. He reminds me a lot of Antonio Gates. He's still got that production in the old age. But I'm excited to see how he can perform with the young quarterback um, and Kyler Murray, who I think is just a better player than Josh Rosen. So with a better quarterback next year, maybe maybe Larry Fitzgerald can continue to up his production. Yeah, I think I think Fitzgerald will be will be a good piece to kind of help Kyler Murray with the development. So I definitely agree with you there. So now we talked about Josh Rosen going to to the Dolphins, and I think that's going to happen. I think that I think the Redskins. My bold prediction is, I'm kind of thinking that the Redskins should move up to get Dwayne Haskins, and I don't think Case Keenum should start for them. No, I, I think that they just went with Case Keenum for the same reason why I think the Dolphins will be looking to trade for Rosen, and it's because this quarterback market is slim. There's there's no one really there that is that could be a big-time player for you after the Jags got Nick Foles and and Teddy Bridgewater's got, heading back to the Saints. The, the quarterback market is is small. There's, there's no one else there that, that people can bring on as a long-term fix. So I think the, the Redskins will definitely be looking – at a, at a potential pick pickup of a quarterback there in the top 10 picks if they can move up in the draft, which would be a pretty smart option for them because I think Dwayne Haskins would definitely be a better fit there than Case Keenum. So I'll be looking out for that come draft night. Yeah, absolutely. So now a developing story at Ohio State's Pro Day today is that Nick Bosa did not work out. So were you surprised at all that he didn't work out a little bit, but I think that he already knows he's got everything he needs, and I think he's already proved it, and I don't think it'll hurt his draft stock whatsoever. I think he's still going to be a top-three pick regardless. So it doesn't really matter much to me. Um, I, I don't look too much into that. I think that it's I think that it's all right. I think he'll still be a top-three pick. It surprises me a little bit, but, you know, whatever, really. He'll, he'll, still, be, he'll, still, be that, he'll still be at the top of the draft. Yeah, he played through a muscle injury. And that's why he missed the first three games of that season at Ohio State. But I do think Nick Bosa is going to be a difference maker for for the for the 49ers on defense. And I think he'll he, he will be a great pass rush combo with DeForest Buckner and Arik Armstead. <clears throat> I think I think early in his NFL career, I think the biggest story for him will be whether he's staying healthy or not. And if he is, he's going to be a he's going to be a big force in the NFL. Yeah, he is going to be a big force in the NFL, that's for sure. So now, uh, so now, now that being said, um, I think the biggest free agent winner this year of the new league year, I'm giving it to Jacksonville. And Nick Foles is the guy that I think is going to help this Jaguars team get better 
is special in offense. And I think the Jaguars finally got it right with their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, because, look, a couple of years ago, they, they, were, ma- they were making playoff pushes with Blake Bortles. And they've got the defense in place, and they know they do. They need to upgrade the offense a little bit more to help out Nick Foles. But Nick Foles was a fantastic pickup by them. And they finally got the guy at quarterback that they know can bring a team. He has the potential to bring a team to a championship, and he has the potential to win a Super Bowl. So I think they've got their guy for now, and I I think he could be a long-term option for the Jags. And I'm excited to see – Nick Foles produce in, a, in an environment where there's no quarterback pressure. There, there's no, there's no competition. It's just all Nick Foles, and and he's got a good defense to back him up. Yeah, and I think what the Jags need for him next is targets. Yeah, they're gonna need to go out and, and get some pretty big time receivers, and and maybe they can do that in the draft with their with their top ten pick. So hopefully they can. I, I would love to see them pair up DK Metcalf if, if it comes to it in the draft. I think he'd be a pretty cool fit there and a big-time, big-bodied receiver that Nick Foles can use to to help himself out on offense. Yeah, they, they got Marquise Lee coming back. They got D.D. Westbrook, and they I think they'll get a tight end as well. Yeah, I think they'll definitely be looking at the tight end position a lot. Um, Marquise Lee, he's, he's had some problems with dropping balls in the past, so I, I'm not too excited about him next season. But D.D. Westbrook will be the guy that, that I'm looking at next season to have a big year with Nick Foles and hopefully a rookie wide receiver that they can end up getting in the draft. And Marquise Lee too. Don't forget about Marquise Lee. Yeah, he, he's a great player, but but he did have a lot of problems with dropping balls, which kind of worries me a little bit. Um, he's a good player, and, and he could be a good good piece for this offense as long as he can try to keep those dropping balls to a minimum. And then also – our final NFL thoughts of today is that prosecutors reportedly offered Kraft and others deal that would lead the charges to be dropped on Yahoo Sports and that admitting guilt is not starter for, for Robert Kraft in prostitution solicitation case. Yeah, and I've seen that there's, there's some uh, people pushing for him to be banished as well from the NFL, which um, it's a sad mark on his career right now. It's not a good look for him. It's not a good look for the Patriots. And – I don't know. Banishing might be a little too, too harsh of a punishment, but I mean, this clearly, this report clearly shows to me that that it looks like he is guilty. And if so, how can anyone on that team respect him professionally going forward? If I'm a Patriots fan, I don't want that associated with my franchise. I mean, I I think that the next option would be possibly for him to step down. I don't know how anyone on that team could respect him. And you look at some of the players on that team, they've got daughters too. And they think about things like this. And, and the question is, do they want to play for a guy that, that represents this? Do they want to play for a guy that, that was soliciting prostitution and, and things like that. And there's a lot of stuff that you got to get into and and it's a tough, it's a slippery slope, but I mean, the next question is what will, if he's not, if he's not suspended or banished, well, he'll definitely be suspended, but, but if he's not banished, will he step down? Yeah, if he if he does step down, then expect Robert to give the the control to Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan Kraft would definitely be the guy that I'm looking at to take over that team if it did come down to Robert Kraft stepping down. Which, in my opinion, um, it might not be a popular one, but I I think that it, it looks very bad for him, and I don't think that he needs to be the face of that franchise anymore going forward. I think it would be smart for him to just hand the reins over to his son and uh, and step down.
as as the owner, unfortunately. Yeah, I think Jonathan Kraft would do a great job taking over the reins. Absolutely, and and he could get that help from Robert Kraft. Still, it would be a way for Robert Kraft to stray away from being the face of the franchise. So so people aren't thinking soliciting prostitution every single time they think of his name and the Patriots. This way, he can still have a little bit of a say. Um, he can help out his son as much as possible. And Jonathan Kraft is a great guy, and I think he'd be a great new face for that franchise. Uh, I, I have a lot of respect Robert for him. will still own the team, but Jonathan would take over the day-to-day ops. Right, absolutely. And, and, and who knows? I mean, maybe he does step down as owner and just gives a lot of that to his son and, and kind of takes partial ownership. I don't know. I, I'll wait till that happens. But right now, I think that the number one question going forward is not, will Robert Kraft be banished? It's, will Robert Kraft step down? We'll wait and see, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday about that for sure. Absolutely. I'm sure I'll have a lot more to say about that then as well. Yeah, have a good day, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Sounds great. Can't wait.